listening to the Why Are You Interview Podcast, Episode 21. Hi, kitty cats. I am Amethyst Herrick, your hostess for Why Are You, an interview podcast about identity. In our last episode, we heard a story about healing through the use of fiction and tarot. And in this show, we meet Anna, a writer who finds peace in her identity through writing about her personal life and the struggles she faces on a daily basis. Anna also happens to have been one of my earliest transgender influences back in early 2022. This content is brought to you by subscribers of the Purple Paw Publications website, Gender Identity Today. If you are already a subscriber to Gender Identity Today, thank you so much. If you would like to support shows just like this one, as well as my writing and the writing of many other contributors on Gender Identity Today, please consider subscribing using the links you're going to find in the show notes. I hope you enjoy this interview with Anna. All right, and joining me today on the program, I am talking with the one and only Anna. Anna, thank you so much for agreeing to come and talk to me because I was telling you earlier, you were kind of one of my early influences, and that's kind of neat. Yeah, that's kind of crazy, but yeah. <laughs> it's, I never thought I'd be anybody's influences. <laughs> yeah, not in a creepy way, like in a, in a, very, in a very wholesome Well, if they way, can do it, I can do it. <laughs> that's... Sure. That's what it is. <laughs> so tending toward creepy, but mostly wholesome. Mostly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, It's my pleasure to be here. I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Cool. Now, I, ho- I hope you end up making a podcast, and then uh, I'll happily, you know, be interviewed if you want. Yeah. yeah Just I'm saying. Still, still thinking about it. Yeah. You should. <laughs> All right. So I know Anna from Medium. I'm saying, you know, that, that she was an early influence. I know you from, from Medium obviously. So you've been writing for a long time, I think a couple of years, right? Two years, three, uh, almost three? I think I want to, yeah, it's been a, easily two years now, I'd say. Yeah. I want to say it was coming up on three. So, and I've, I've only followed you for ooh, not quite two. So it was end of 2021, maybe 2022. Um, so you're obviously, you write, I know that, but then I'm looking at your YouTube page, which I will link to, by the way, in the, the show notes here. And you do so much music. I actually think of you, believe mm-hmm. it or not, maybe more as a, as a musician in terms of your creativity than, than, uh, than as a writer. What if I stop there and just said, do you see the same? Or uh, it, Yeah, that's how I kind of started. I, I really wanted to be a musician like my, my whole life. It was just something... I just had a, a natural ability for it. Like I remember being just a you know a small kid in in school, and my music teacher uh, always pulling me aside, going, "My God, <laughs> do that again!" Or whatever I was playing, whatever instrument, you know, like xylophone or something, and I'd be like, "Oh, listen, I figured out how to play this song," you know, or I, or this song. Or she would say, "Could you sing this scale?" And then she would play the piano, and I would sing it right along with her, and she'd be oh, like, wow. "My God." So she kept pushing me to, to, to do more and more. And every time there was like a, a parent teacher night or something like that, she'd run over to my parents and say, Oh, he's got a gift, (laughs) you know? So you should should like nurture this. And, and my parents were always kind of like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, "Ah, you know, 
help me. <laughs> and right. they thought, oh, but, a musical would never get you anywhere. So it was kind of like thing. never, you know, nurtured really from my parents' side until like right. later on. Then, of course, then they saw that I was always looking at like every time we'd go to a, a like a, a Kmart or something like that, I'd run off to the, you know, the Casio keyboards and I'd start playing them. And, and I'd have to every time we went there, that's the first place I went. So they were like okay, maybe we'll get him one for his birthday, and that's what happened. So then, yeah, right. I was hooked on that, and that had right. to be, like, like early 80s. Music was happening, too, so. Exactly. Did you have one of those Casio SK-1s? Do you remember that? I did, yeah, the sampling keyboard, absolutely. Yes, right. Oh, so much fun. Right. <laughs> I used that to do remixes of um, Stacey Q. Do you remember Stacey Q and her... Uh, Queen of Hearts, what was it called? Two of Hearts. Two oh, hearts okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Beat as one. Uh, yeah, Do you remember no. that? Uh, yeah. I need you, I need you. Yeah, I was my. Uh... <laughs> I will have to edit out my singing from this. I think. <laughs> I remember as soon as we got a, uh, we had as soon as we got a, a video cassette recorder and video player. I, I remember I would throw in like copies of my favorite movies, and then I would take sure. the SK one and I would sample lines from the movie, yes. and then play the songs, and then hit the button to, to have those lines in the movie from in my songs. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, you were like a, you early early thrill kill cults. Uh, <laughs> apparently. So that's awesome. So, so then how did you, how did you transition into writing? I can't use the word transition, uh, but yeah, how'd you get I, into writing? Yeah. The music and all that was kind of like, um, I still do it today. In fact, I could show you this right here. I've always got one next to me. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh my gosh. That's a decent oh, looking guitar there. My, my Jackson, my shredder. Yeah. My right. Too. I love that thing. It, it plays mm -hmm. like a drink, but, uh, it's like, I, I always had music in, in, um, it's like I've known since four years old that like something was not right in my head. I've always felt that sure. off feeling. I never felt my right. gender was right. And, you know, I didn't like when I went to my mom when I was four and I said, you know, I don't feel like a boy, something's not right here. And, you know, of course, 1976, <laughs> nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows what nobody this means. So nothing yeah. is done about it. It's just keep quiet and just let it go and it'll go away. You know, that's right. how right. treated it. So I noticed whenever I was playing like my keyboards or music or my guitar, it was like I felt a sense of peace. So I, it's just like that's how the music just kept progressing. And then as soon as I was done and I put the, you know, the guitar or the keyboard and this, put all my stuff away, that feeling just comes flooding back in my head again of that, right. that, that feeling like something is missing or like something is not right. And I was like, well, the music makes me feel good, so I'm just going to keep doing it. <laughs> so I just kept doing yeah. it and doing it and doing it. So I think it got to the point where I th um about a couple of years ago, I took uh, all of the songs that I had on CDs and cassette tapes and stuff, and I transferred it over to digital files. And then I took those mm -hmm. digital files, I consolidated everything off of hard drives and everything, and I, I ended up with nearly ten thousand songs. <laughs> and I was did, like, "Did you oh, record yeah, it? Quite a few songs, yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> they're mostly like you know on the fly demo type songs, like nothing really sure. thought out and." finished because it was like it was always done as a coping mechanism mm -hmm. was mm. my music so it was like it, it kept you know the the, the dysphoria down it, it made me you know yeah. like i said at peace so right. and then, right. um, 
Yeah, it was wasn't until, of course, like a lot of people, you know, 2020 rolled around, <laughs> and uh, you know, you're, yeah, I was working from home, and you got all this free time, and you're just sitting there with your thoughts, and you're like, oh god, it's like I got to do something about this. <laughs> I got yes. I have to do something about this, and 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 I was like looking for uh, a gender therapist in the area to talk to, and I was like researching every place I possibly could. I found like every website in the Chicago area, in the suburban area, and everything. And I, I looked for. I called them all up, and I said, "Hey, look, you got a gender therapist there? Anybody with LGBT experience? Anything like this?" Yeah. And I told them a little bit about my story and they're like, oh, no, sorry, we can't help you. Or there would be somebody and then they would say, uh, it, that'll be like $180 an hour and it's not in your yeah. insurance network. And I of was course. like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So then, yeah, that's when I, I just uh, pulled out my, my trusty notebook, which I would always just journal in. And I always had a notebook with me, like, since I was a kid, I would always write down my thoughts. If I wasn't playing my music and, I, and that, I would write, and I would get all my I thoughts on, by writing in a notebook. And I had, like, stacks of notebooks after a while. And I was always afraid that, like, somebody in my family would find the notebooks. <laughs> and, you know, it's my deepest, darkest secrets and about being trans and, and all this in here and everything that I had learned, you know, going to the library, researching, you know, and gender identity and whatnot, everything I would write in these notebooks. And then, um, yeah, in 2020, then it's like, yeah, you, you just, I just, yeah, it felt like the pressure cooker was just building and building and, and building. And then 2021, uh, it's like, I, I just, I, yeah, I had to come out to my wife and tell her that, yeah, this has been with me forever. And I, you know, we always hope it's just going to go away one day, but it's not going away anytime soon. It's never going to go away. It's always going to be there. It's just, this is who I am. Right. So then, uh, she, yeah, we were trying to find help and again, couldn't find anything, even in Chicago, like Chicago is supposed to be very, you know, liberal and, and, and LGBT friendly. Yeah. And I couldn't really find much of any help there. If, if I wanted to go downtown, like near the lakefront, there's the, uh, the center on Halstead and they, they did have help there, but they were at the time it was like understaffed mm -hmm. and they couldn't really uh, take on any new patients in that or any new, you know, see anybody new. So in my looking at things and inf looking for information, all of a sudden I just, yeah, I just ran into medium somehow in that mix on there. And I right. saw, whoa, blogging. I'm like, well, that would save me some money on notebooks. <laughs> I go through a sure. lot of notebooks. So yeah. that's how it kind of like tr it, it transitioned from music to blogging is like, then I, I realized sitting there every day and letting my thoughts out and then, you know, not thinking anybody's going to read it. I just, you know, like, this is just my notebook. This is just my, you right. know, my five subjects, you know, notebook. And I throw it down after I'm done, throw my story out there. And, and that's that. We'll see what happens. And now, yeah, it's just, it's it, after, I think I've done, I think I just did my 630th story on, oh, wow. on Medium and it's like pretty yeah. much been a daily thing. So it's the same as my notebook, honestly. It's like, it's just, it's the first thing I do is like, I, I just go, all right, so what am I thinking today? What's on my mind? What do I got to mm. get out? You know, I got to organize my thoughts. And, and I don't know how you've, if you felt gender dysphoria, like real bad or, or anything like that. And while you were, you know, a kid in, or whatever. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I can, yeah, I mean, w when you said, oh, you know, they said it'll just go away. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, I heard that. Yeah. But probably, I mean, to answer your question as briefly as possible, since this is your story, probably by 12, I knew that I needed, I, I was aware enough, because I think I'm a year or two older than you are. But I was aware enough in the early 80s of uh, the Swedish vacation. Do you remember that joke? That euphemism? Oh, that you get because, yeah, they did gender gender reassignment surgery. It was called at the time sex reassignment surgery, but they were doing it in Sweden. Mm -hmm. And by 12, I was like, how do I get to Sweden? Can I get to Sweden? Can <laughs> yeah. I just, just buy like a do I buy a plane ticket and just go there? And then I come mm -hmm. back and I've just you know, I'll, you know, I'll be a 12 year old girl. Is that fine? So yeah. probably by 12. So, by 12, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very, yeah, yeah. So, not a good time, you know, when, 70s uh, and 80s. I remember, I think it was, some, it was um, the James Bond movie came out, uh, For Your Eyes Only, I think it was, and one of the Bond girls was trans, uh, one of the background oh, girls. Okay. And yeah, I can't remember her name, it was Christine something maybe, I don't know, I can't remember her name, but I wrote a story about her because okay. it was like, as soon as I, I, I heard that, I was like, okay, what is this now? <laughs> I'm like, I'm right. very interested, she did what? He did, he's, he's now a her, and and, yeah. you know, and and looks this beautiful, I was like, is this possible? And right. yeah, that just got my mind racing after that, like, like oh my God, it's a possibility, <laughs> this, this right. could be real, you know? right. And I honestly, I didn't care if I would look beautiful or not. All I cared about, <laughs> all I cared about, is that I ended up with some sort of care. So that was yeah. sort of circular sounding. But but I mean, as you know very well, you don't. There was, there's so much that you just go. Well, I can't really talk to anybody about this. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. It's supposed to be and, wrong, despite the fact you saw a character in a movie. Right? Yeah. It was still wrong. And they, so, yeah. Never brought up that this was a trans person, and never was brought up. It's just this is this. It's a bond. One of the Bond girls, you know. And I was like, hmm, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's you know. And then, uh, yeah, it was around that time. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just once it becomes reality in your head, like it's a possibility. Yeah. You can't get let yeah. go of it. And one thing that right. always kind of strikes me is like I I don't know how like you, you, I've heard this but I I don't know how this is possible that some trans people don't experience gender dysphoria. I'm like like how is that? <laughs> is it like you just yeah. know and just go through it and you're like fine and everything's fine and dandy and you don't feel the depression or the anxiety or you know it's like like because that's yeah. what drives me is that feeling that need to you know uh, try to remove the anxiety and the, and the, and the depression from it. That's what's kind of mm -hmm. drive, driving me, you know, my sense, if I were to, to go wax a little bit philosophic, my sense is that it's just not identified as gender dysphoria, that even Could, each of us yeah. feels some way out of sorts, that it's not just, you know, that there's some way out of sorts. Certainly I don't want to get into like a big trans medicalist, yeah, exactly. Debate. That's, that's if, a tough, if for, tough Yeah, if for no other reason that I don't want people to like leave a bunch of mean comments again. But um, yeah, I don't know. I agree. It's kind of like, how does, I don't know how that happens then. If you don't go, I don't like this gender, why would you want to go toward the other? Mm -hmm. But I, I have heard people say that. They just go, yeah, it's not everybody. It didn't hurt. You know, and yeah. it's like, 
Oh wow! <laughs> I've, I've yeah, I've, I've looked for for information and, and to try to understand it. And like again, it's right. like there's not much information. And I'm like, no. well, this is really weird. It's like I don't know if it's because of of the amount of like uh, misinformation, disinformation, right wing this and right wing that that you know throws everybody off, or or, or the yeah. fact that like maybe um, the medical industry can't really. Uh, research it and 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 make great strides at it because they're being their you know their hands are tied you know is it right is and, there lack of there information f- because of that you know right and there are fewer of us I mean like it makes sense like, it makes even financial sense like mm-hmm. to study depression because you know like yeah, I think uh, I read yeah. something like nine out of ten people will experience clinical depression in their lives something mm-hmm. ridiculous eight out of ten nine out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, that is just the human condition to be to, exactly. to experience depression. So that makes a lot of sense. You go, we're, let's let's study this. But I don't know. I guess yeah. They go, well, this is maybe one in a hundred. You know, experiences gender mm-hmm. dysphoria. But I personally don't believe that. I mean, I think it's much higher. My sense <laughs> is it's much higher. Yeah. So yeah. that that one percent ends up being self-identified. Mm-hmm. So. And you have to get past all of the stigma that, like, you experienced as a kid, I experienced as a kid. You have to get past all of that to be able to self-identify. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah. that could go on forever. You think about, like, like when, when, geez, I think I wasn't even, what, 20 years old yet when, when um, like, Silence of the Lambs came out. And it was like, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> it was, like, great. We just set back another 20 years, you know? Yeah, it's like yeah. Every, like that comes out we're set back you know and it's like right uh. <laughs> and you know i remember that came out oh i'm sorry go ahead no i'm just saying yeah you just can't win sometimes it's just like no. like devastating type yeah blows to the community like that it's yeah. like wow because <laughs> because i remember that coming out and you know the film mm-hmm. and uh i remember watching and thinking to myself I wouldn't want to make like a woman's suit. I was like, that's ridiculous. I don't want a suit. (laughs) What good does that do me? I don't want the suit. That's ridiculous. And I, you know, I never actually said that to anybody until now, which now, you know, hopefully this will get like 16 billion (laughs) listens. Yeah. Now that, yeah, like, like Ben Shapiro will find this video and now (laughs) edit that part. (laughs) Like, oh God. (laughs) But it, but it just seems so ridiculous. It was just like, that's not anything like what I doubt yeah. or what I think any of us, certainly not what I felt. I wasn't like, I don't want to clothe myself and like I just want to be in it, you know, want to be, be that. It's yeah, not so. about wearing it. It's about being it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Made no sense, but there you go. So yeah. you were saying earlier too, that you, that you were hoping now to, to try to provide more resources for, you know, those of us, you know, starting to grow up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm curious too, cause I'm looking, I mean, looking at your, um, looking again at your YouTube, your YouTube, um, you know, all of the, all of the songs that you have on here, all of the, all the, the pieces of music, many of these do, you know, alien body swap. I mean, you know, there's a gender <laughs> fluid one. There are a lot of very, like evocative pieces of music. So, you know, evocative, at least in their titles. Right. Yeah. So I wanted to ask, I mean, how did, how does mu- how did music affect 
your own personal journey? Like, how did you process your identity through music? And then, you know, how would you how would you want to help to use this as well as as the voice to help, you know, up and coming transgender people? Yeah, it's an interesting question. Yeah, it's like um, I kind of thought like I did like the first initial round of songs that I put up on YouTube right before um, New Year's Eve. And I wanted to like, like if anybody is home alone, you know, like, like I remember so many times being home alone on New Year's Eve and just like, (laughs) you know, nothing to, nobody to talk to, nothing to to do. And, and, you know, just feeling like completely isolated. And I thought, well, at least maybe they can know there's, they're not alone. I'm going to put out an album. I'm going to put these songs out and I'm going to put a playlist out and and I'm going to put it out there and say, Hey, on New Year's Eve, just, you know, throw maybe throw my album on and and you know it, i'm thinking about you you know right and like, you're not alone so it's like every we've all been through this so right so that kind of thing you know just to let people know that yeah we we've all trans people have been at that point one at one time right. or other right you know so yeah, yeah. just you know, that's like that's throw on the music and dance like <laughs> you know dance like you want to you know just be yourself right Right. No, that's beautiful. My message with that. Yeah. And it, and it would help. I mean, I, you know, it, mm-hmm. like we were talking earlier, sometimes people will reach out and just say, the fact that I know you are alive makes me feel, yeah. you know, better yeah, about myself. Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. and I mean, I know that's what medium gave, you know, gave me was a sense of, <laughs> Oh, look, at least there are other people out there, you know, and I'm, yeah. I wasn't alone. I wasn't, you know, isolated. So, yeah. so how else would you, um, I mean, what other resources do you think you'd want to provide? Cause, Cause I can think of like a website that just went live recently, you know, that if you want to, you want to work with me on that. I don't... Today, I believe it's called. <laughs> that's a great name for a website. If that's yeah, very informative. Yeah. <laughs> right now it's only <laughs> yeah. videos, podcasts. Podcast and videos, right? And you might see this one. Articles if you want to, from what I understand. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, you can. So what other but what other <laughs> thank you for running with that, by the way. But so what <laughs> I can't compete with that. Jeez. <laughs> I appreciate the plug. So so what, what would you, what resources, I mean, seriously, I mean, what other resources do you, cause I'm, I mean, like, I, cause I, I tend to think in the terms of, you know, write something very philosophical and people read it and go, now I know the meaning of life and they go off and they transition and then they're just perfectly happy. That's yeah, yeah. bullshit. I recognize I'm not very clearly not the truth. Cause I keep writing cause it's yeah, not I'm happened for that. me. So I always pass along. Anytime I find something that's really helpful, I make sure I pass it along. That's for sure. Mm. Like um, when I stumbled onto uh, Dr. Z on mm, YouTube. Sure. Like those videos, <laughs> that is invaluable. It's mm. like having, you know, talking to a gender therapist, you know, and not having to, to you know, go through all the red tape or the, or the insurance mm. or this, that or the other. It's like it's like it, she's answered me back, you know, right away at times. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, you know, doc, I got like something really on my mind and this, that, and the other. And then she'll, she'll come back with advice. And, you know, it's, it's like, 
of course, you know, I think she's licensed in certain states and she can't like, you know, broadly treat everybody, but she's offered, you know, she'll offer advice and her opinion mm. on things like that. So Dr. Z is, is definitely something that I wanted to always pass along. Uh, yeah. Very yeah. helpful. Any, yeah. Anytime I see anything like that, I, I just want to make sure that, that everybody knows about it. <laughs> of course. Um, of course. I, you know my, what? Uh, my, oh, sorry, my, go ahead. Like my own personal, uh, experiences you know it's like everybody's so unique in their own you know journey like like i i you know growing just growing up in in chicago versus somebody doing you know with the same thing growing up in california it's like you're, right. you're it's gonna be different you know and um like my parent my my mom didn't work my dad was a construction worker so it was like there's that dynamic that i grew up with you know, and somebody else might have two working parents, you know, to, you know, to show them, right. you know, a different perspective of life. So it's just like every little detail, you know, changes how we are, you know, yeah. and makes it different. Right. So I can only, like, I always put it on there on like, well, I used to always put a disclaimer on all my stories, like, hey, this is just me. I, I'm not an expert in anything. This is my story. Sure. This is not your story, you know. <laughs> Uh, I, I I don't own, I don't know what I'm talking about basically, <laughs> but, if, but if you like it, give, you know, give me a couple of claps or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It it is strange though how different, despite the fact that we had very di like you and I have very different backgrounds. You grew up in Chicago, I was in Los Angeles. Um, it is interesting though that we that we all have very similar stories at the same time. I'm not really mm -hmm. sure how I want to put that. The, yeah, there's the, they're so different but so similar i forgot what they call that when there's like there's those those points that always we always hit those certain points it's like you can be yeah. completely different but there's going to be that consistency in certain points that makes it like oh right. yeah that's definitely right, <laughs> right. Yeah. and and certainly i don't want to go into a debate on you know are we trans enough because that exactly goes nowhere yeah. either but you know mm -hmm. um there was a point I was going to make on that. Because, I mean, because you, you felt growing up, you didn't have a lot of a lot of um, acceptance. And certainly when I was growing up, I didn't either. But like I also grew up with like three sisters and my father, my father left when I was eight. So, you know, much of my formative years, <clears throat> you know, much of my formative years were very feminine influenced. And yeah, two sisters as well. They're um, older okay. than me. So, I, yeah, I grew up with having, you know, this, my sisters in the house and, and I, you know, play in their room with them. And they, you know, they right. had their dolls and all that. And I'd play the dolls with them. And yeah. Yeah. And it, it when I was real little, it felt like we were just three sisters playing, you know, and, and I didn't know of any better. You know, I, I just like the, it felt right to yeah. say that oh, it was like we were three sisters. Yep. And, and like I can't remember back to those times really to 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 know if if I said anything to them, you know, like like oh we're sisters or whatever, you know. I can't I, I don't remember the, anything like that. Yeah. I wish I could, but, uh, but yeah, it's funny. When you came out to them, though, did they were they surprised? Was there any surprise? Um, I never I never came out to them. You know, oh. we kind of all grew okay. apart, honestly. Okay. Was, okay. Um, yeah, my my family, <laughs> they they were they're really they were really toxic, and uh, I it, understand. It was, okay. Like I didn't even bother like trying with them, kind of like. Gotcha. Uh, I'm pretty sure that my brother was the first to subscribe to the Daily Wire when it came out. You know, he's that type, and uh, 
My my, my older sister is yeah she's and she's kind of out there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to really get too much into it because I don't want to offend other people by saying something or whatever. But sure, sure. Like we kind of just all grew apart, and we you know occasionally it's like uh, birthday comes around, you you shoot them a text message, and it's thanks. You know that's it. That's what we've yeah come to. But yeah, it happens. Yeah. Oh, for yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah, but it was. I, think they know i they they might have i mean i did tell my mom when i was four you know that i didn't feel like a boy and then you know all that it could have you know been an issue at you know as i was a child but then when they thought it it went away maybe they just you know forgot about it you know yeah sure well ignored it i know yeah (laughs) I, i would say that my uh my uh middle sister probably knew something was up uh, you know, because it was like back in, when I was a kid, it was like I was, you know, starting to obsess about things like pantyhose and whatnot. And I would sure. sneak into her room and steal a pair. And then the next day sure. I'd hear her be like, where did my pantyhose go? <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, uh, I don't know. Dog must have ate them. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. Dog must have Because all, like all three of my sisters, you know, I said, oh, I said, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to transition gender. And all three of them were like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Damn, was I the last to know? How come I was?" My mother was not enthusiastic. She's still not enthusiastic. She can't spell yeah. my name either. Sorry, mom, you're not <laughs> listening to this, but like, there's a Y in it. All right, it's like yeah. amethyst, the gem. Stick an A on the end. We're done. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. but do you, I mean, you must have had other people though. We are going way far afield, but I'm curious about this. You, you had other people, I assume. You came out and they were like, well, yeah. Oh, right? yeah. My best friend for certain. Yeah, my best friend. We hung out like we, we've known each other for forever. My family and his family were like uh, each each one of my family members, had, had, you know, had a, a friend in that family. So the oldest yeah. and the one and the next one. And then we were the, the youngest. And um he just, yeah, he, I remember him saying, like, you know, occasionally, <laughs> you do something, you do some things that are just really girly. Did anybody ever tell you that, you know? And I was like, yeah, it just kind of slips out. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember it wasn't until, like, it wasn't until, like, yeah, we were, like, 26, 27 years old. And, and it was, like, I just had gone online and I found, you know, the, the DSM-4, I think it was at the sure. time. When it was sure. called gender identity disorder, yeah. and I'm reading all about it, and I'm like, "There it is." <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. "That's it." Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, "Well, nothing I can do about that." So uh, <laughs> he he came over to hang out that night, and I was like, hey, "I want to show you something," and I and I showed him the the, the definition of it, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah that's it." He's like, "That's exactly what we were talking about. That's that's what you are going through, isn't it?" And I was like, "Yep." I yeah, I no. remember that story. Can you send me that story so I can link it? Oh, the one you with had, my Yes, you have a medium story about that. Yes, yeah. that I remember reading and going, "Oh, that sounds like a familiar, <laughs> it's like a familiar story." Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and he wasn't at, at first. He said uh, um, when I showed him some uh, like b- before that, I had showed him some pictures of of trans people, and he he said, "Oh wow, I can't believe you're into that sort of thing." Mm, right. I was like, into that sort of thing and i'm like oh no it's not like a sexual thing it's this is a, right. a an identity thing this is totally yeah. different and it took him a while to get it like yeah. like identity what do you mean identity you know it's like a lot of right. people don't 
understand that. They immediately think that this is some sort of a, a sexual thing when it's not. <laughs> right, right. It, it can be, you know, for your, your physical state of being, but it's more of a, a mental thing. It's more of your, your state of being in your mind. So it took him a while before he understood that. And then seeing the definition of it and then reading it, it was like, yeah, okay, I see. <laughs> he understood. And then, yeah, we, we remain best friends still to this day. Yeah, good. we every oh, uh, Every uh, Wednesday we, you know, we WhatsApp each other on video <laughs> and fill each other in on what's going on, you know, back in Chicago versus here and whatnot. So, yeah, we keep in touch. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Because if there's one thing that I think helps <clears throat> helps people who are transgender, it's people who don't care. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah. There's enough yeah. people it's out there. That understands. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's so important. And it's so, yes. so hard and so rare, too. You know, it's like we're, we're rare people to begin with. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So the fact that we can, if we can find somebody who sticks by our side and understands us and, and you know, it's yeah, very lucky to have a friend like him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's it's golden. Yeah. Well, I have questions other than, you know, about gender, although I think, you know, I could probably go on about it all day with you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I have some other questions about music, you know. Okay. Because I want, because, you know, you know, I'm a musician, too, or at least I play music. Let me put it like that. Yeah, as soon as I saw um, that amplifier behind you, I was like, oh, oh, that's a boss katana. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's the, that's I don't know how to get out of the way. Here we go. The artist one, too. Yeah, it's the Waza one, or I don't know it's how that's put. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I should probably use it. That would, make, that would be, everything I record, I just go directly into, you know, there's, I've got, Oh, the plug-in. Yeah. yeah, I've got a great Soldano SLO 100 oh, plug-in, yeah. and I will never own an SLO 100. So, yeah. well, <laughs> they're so expensive; it's ridiculous. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you I can find one, so. I walked into a guitar center one time, and I saw that they had uh, uh, the the Soldano 100 watt head just sitting there. Yeah. You know, plugged into a 212 speaker, and I'm like, "There's a there's a there's a cord." In it. I'm like, I'm going to sit down. I'm just going to casually grab yep. a guitar, plug it in, and start playing. And my God, did that sound incredible. Oh, oh my gosh, wow. I know. <laughs> but going, going into a 212, that should have gone into the 410, I think. Yeah, but... at least. Yeah, That's, that would be the, the, the ideal. But still, yeah. even through two 12-inch speakers, it, it's like you oh, could I hear imagine. what made this thing, you know, so special. Yes, it yes. like, oh, wow. <laughs> and... And there's a great simulator for life me. I can't think of who made it, but um, there's a great simulator that is very, to, to my ear, very accurate. So, but actually, that that you know, it goes. Let me let me actually ask you this question because it'll it'll play into something. Because my first question was going to going to be, I have my own opinion on this, but mm -hmm. what do you think is the most pure sounding key to play in? Oh. Ooh, let me ask you a quick question first, too, because you, you haven't had any actual formal musical training, right? No, no, just what I picked up over time, just, like little bits and pieces like of music okay. theory and modes and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, so good. These will be better questions because <laughs> I don't want somebody, you know, when you go, what's the most pure key? People go, oh, well, they're all, they're all about the same. I can tell you the temperament, the ever tempered. Uh, so, you know, it's like, no, 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 no I wasn't. Yeah, I don't want to hear about like, theory. 
There's something what about an hear? open G chord. I'll have to say that that open G. <laughs> open G. Okay. You just hit that the 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 E string on the G note and just hit the you know the the D in the in the G string open yes. and it's just the three strings just are like oh that's a pretty sound. <laughs> that's yes, powerful. For sure. And then sure. I remember hearing years ago, I don't know if this is true or not, but they, they that somebody said that the, the universe vibrates in the key of D. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. I was like, is that true? <laughs> I'm like, that's really cool if that's true. And then I, 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 I heard about like, uh, I think it was Pink Floyd, like uh, tuned down uh, a full step most of the time, I think. I think they oh, tuned really? down to D, like D standard. Yeah, and a bunch of other bands that I, I came across were were playing in D standard, and I was like, "Huh, I'm going to give that a try." And then going from you know E standard tuning to D was like it sounded so much bigger and more powerful, and I was like, oh, "Yeah, really? I can see where the universe might might want to <laughs> vibrate at this at this note." Yeah, so but okay. I kind of kept it there since then. So yeah, I've, I kind of keep all of my tunings into D standard, and then when you want to do that, almost like. Uh, um, uh, Texas blues kind of sound. You can drop that that low string down to you know drop C, and then do yeah. some slide with that, and it's like, oh, <laughs> sure. that sounds powerful. Gosh, but, now now you've got me making uh, wanting to try that. I've never, I've tuned to an E flat, you know, a Jimi Hendrix or a Stevie mm -hmm. Ray Vaughan thing, but yeah, yeah. <clears throat> never tuned down to D, because I was going to say D. Like anytime yeah, yeah. I've set up an amp, there is there is playing in D is how I figure out how I want the amp to sound okay, you know, yeah, to, to yeah. set EQ on it. But yeah, D to me is always, it's always been the, I don't know, maybe it's because it's the, the key of the universe. I, it could be, there could be something to it. It might be vibrating through all of us all the time. Who knows? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping, I was hoping like anything too, that that wasn't going to turn into like a, like a spinal tap moment where you <laughs> were going to go, well, you know, uh, you know, D minor, it's really the saddest of all keys, you know, <laughs> yeah. people just break down and, and now yes. I'm turning it into a spinal tap moment. Cut it out. As so, long as it's to 11, it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Yes. Those, I loved those. Um, I think I had seen spinal tap before I ever saw like one of the early fender amplifiers, like a, um, like a basement or something like that. Yeah. And I remember, you know, one of the, the, the 410, I think it was a, or a four, yeah, maybe a 410 basement. I'm trying to think what it was, but, um, I remember walking up to one and going, oh God, these ones go to 12. <laughs> so who do. the hell cares? You know, <laughs> this one goes one louder. <laughs> it's even one louder than 11. Right. You know, so yeah. <laughs> right. And then, then I remember there was a, a Marshall amp at some point. Oh, they, yeah, the they 90s. Did that, went to 11. Yeah, they purposely did that. That's funny. Yeah. Right. And I remember there was another one that had like a gain that went up to 20 or something. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing that and going, well, screw 11. You know, if you hit you know, <laughs> yeah, this goes to 20. 20, yeah, way <laughs> farther, you know. So, gosh, I had a great question that was going to be a follow on to that. Went right out of my head about the most pure key. Oh, no, I do remember what it was, because you had said these are things you pick up, things you hear. So 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 you're I mean, when you when you're doing music, I mean, you're really just hearing it. Right. I mean, it's it's not a you're not visualizing as like notes on a page kind of thing. 
Um, no. It's like it was all like through um, trial and error, pretty much, sure. to come up with songwriting formats and, and stru- song structures and the key, you know, what key changes sound best and, and, and going from modes to, to modes to make it sound like the songs build and, you know, have intensity and then turn into something that sounds like it's angelic, you know, is the next part. And then you're like, oh, this this feeling of tension and then it's released in the next part. You know, it's like, yeah, that's all. Yeah. Trial and error <laughs> after right. like my ridiculous number of like demo songs that I have recorded throughout my life. Like. <laughs> It's like it, at first it was like all you know people giving me feedback at first. It's like I used to have those you know punk rock type songs where it was just two parts, sure. and two chords, you know, <laughs> right. jamming on this forever, and it's just like, what do you think? What do you think? And they're like, I think it just goes on too long. Is what it goes on. <laughs> And I'd be, oh, so then you take that and you go, well, well, I'm going to add a third part to it then. Really throw them up next time, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, oh, that was great. And then you get the feedback. And then it's like, then you're like, okay, well, then what do other people do? And what do my favorite bands do? And then you hear like, like, okay, what is this thing they're calling a bridge now? You know, and you add that (laughs) before the solo part. And you just, yeah, you just learn it as, as, as it goes. And then, yeah, it becomes like... That was kind of my video games as a kid growing up. It was like, like oh, I see. the arcade and I was sitting there going, now, how do I do this, this song? You know, how do I yeah. make this sound like my, my, like my heroes, you right. know, or right. was like, I remember sitting down and, and going, I am going to learn the end part of eruption. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, this is my boss battle. This is like, this is what people, you know, kids today are playing, you know, whatever Red Dead Redemption video game, you know, trying to to let that the end battle, the big bad guy at the end. And I'm trying to, you know, beat the the Van Halen solo here, (laughs) trying to master it. So that that was kind of my video games. That's awesome. Did did you ever, I'm I'm curious, because I did this, I mean, I did this once anyway. I will also throw out the disclaimer. I was on LSD, so maybe I shouldn't, you know. <laughs> but had, can you visualize music? I mean, you said G, because like I hear a D, and the D has a the D has like a blue feel to mm. me. I see. Yeah, that's kind of funny. I always see D as brown. Brown. That's weird. Oh my gosh! Really? Yeah. That's like I just. Like a like a, a brown sound kind of a brownish okay. brown like fall reminds me yeah. of fall and um, like Halloween in a way it's it's powerful okay. it's 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 like a strong sound it's mm-hmm. it feels it fuller it seems to vibrate more and it just sounds earthy and big yeah you know I mean? yeah so that so just I, I get like a like a blue green so. with a brown in a way yeah because then like and, F sharp. F sharp is is a very nasally kind of so there's almost nothing worse to me than like an F sharp minor seventh. <laughs> so I don't know why. Just you play that play that chord, and I'll probably be like, Oof, can you leave the room? Yeah, it's kind of funny because a lot of people go for that is the like a, a note to break something up before they go into yes. the verse part too, and it's like, well, that was shocking. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. kind of a shocking sound to have, but uh, yeah. You can only go so far, though. So, <laughs> but like F sharp is like kind of an annoying orange to me. It's like kind of a yeah, yeah. I was gonna dude. say it's yellow. It's definitely yellow. It's yes. caution yellow. <laughs> yes, right. I'm thinking, yeah, like the vests that uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the you know, know, like the yes. It's like, look out, so, the next part's coming. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. so how about um, 
is there a, I don't know why I want to ask this. It just it seems like an interesting question. So there are songs that I'll read, the songs that I'll listen to, no matter what, they're going to make me cry. Like I know no. they're going to make me cry. And oh, I got God. stupid ones too. Like I'll just, I'll actually go first. Like Katy Perry's Roar. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With me, I just thought know, I'd I, let that sit for a moment, but yeah, the roar. Wow. Yeah. There was a, a Katy Perry. Have you heard of that song? She has, um, wide awake. I don't know that one day. <laughs> I'll have to I, listen. I want to say she, I, I'm not sure if that one is, there's, there might be a, a, a rap part in the middle by Kanye okay. West, which kind of okay. is like, huh? Ruins it, but no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but that's I'm sorry, though, Kanye. If you're awake. listening right now, Kanye, I'm sorry. We'll 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 I'm cut sure that he out. He's like, oh, this is ridiculous. I'm turning this off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he is. Uh, but yeah, wide awake for me. That song was. Okay. Like, it's like, even the production of it. It's like you put headphones on and you're like, wow. So this is this is what the top of the line production in a recording studio can do. This is like sure. something to shoot for. That song is very powerful, and it was, it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of, if you listen to the lyrics, it's like, you know, you realize, you know, like, kind I think it kind of has, like, a lot to do with, like, we can relate to it easily, being trans, like, it's like, you see people for who they are, and you see, yes. like, some people are just, you know, smiling and being nice to you, to your face, but then they turn around, and, and, and they, they treat you terribly behind your back, and then right. this song is kind of, like, you know, she's wide awake now and she sees things for what they are. And I was okay. like, oh, that is so cool. <laughs> and the song is just brilliantly done, too. It's okay. just brilliantly produced. I will have so to I listen to this now. Because yeah. I have the same thoughts about Roar, you know, that it's, you know, she was, she was, you know, sort of, sort of, un, you know, somewhat naive. And then now she's not, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're going to hear me roar. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm done. And in the same kind of vein, it's like I like uh, Rihanna's Umbrella too. Mm, that's, I don't know that one either. I know. What's wrong with me? Playlist. <laughs> exactly. Can you send me send me a mixtape? Mm -hmm. Did you ever do those like a mixtape oh, for? Oh for God, okay, Mark cassettes, the cheap ones mm -hmm. that you that, that, right. did you buy? They were hanging in the plastic and. Yes. Yes. They were like four colors. The, <laughs> yes, right. I was thinking also like the Memorex ones. Do you remember? They kind of look like a Nagel print. There's like a yeah. blue circle and like a pink triangle. And <laughs> um, yeah, and you're like recording them off the off the radio, right? So you know, you try got, not to put the radio DJ's voice in there. <laughs> when right. It, when it right. cuts in. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> so I will. I'll look that one up, too. But. Yeah, it's so interesting how music can be so, I don't know, it's so, it so speaks to us. It brings you back in time. It, it, like yeah. take, it can put you in a mindset of like exactly how you felt like 30 years mm -hmm. ago, you mm -hmm. know, at times. It's like you hear a song that reminds you of a certain event or something that was happening during something, a big moment of your life, and it just takes you back. Right. It's such. It's right. so powerful. Music is, can be so powerful. If Very I could just much. one song like that for somebody, you know, that would be great. I know, wouldn't <laughs> it? But but mine's like mine's changed. Mine's changed because I mean, when I was an undergraduate, um, 
like a white room by cream was just huge yeah. for me. And I didn't give a crap about the lyrics. It was like, I don't even know. I don't know. There's like a tiger in the train station. I'm not sure what the hell that means. <laughs> I mean, I've read them now and now I'm like, okay, I got it. You know, I got it. Yeah. But no. you know, it was the, the sound of the wah pedal, especially at the end, you know, with where, you know, Ginger Baker's doing a double bass drum. And anyway, that was yeah. very powerful. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, it's maybe 35, I guess. And I learned this is, by the way, I'll, here's a crazy thing. White Room is in the key of D, right? Okay. Maybe you knew, maybe you didn't. The <laughs> other major, really influential piece of music on me was um, Tchaikovsky's Violin Concerto in D. How about okay. that? <laughs> yeah, D again. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it's you know it's it's switched around because because now I'm listening to lyrics. Now I didn't care about lyrics, mm-hmm. you know, 20 years ago. Because yeah. now I like I listen to Adele and go, oh, that made me cry. You know. Yeah, yeah. Sweetest devotion. I'll never be able to sing that. Oh yeah, you it's know. like I went back recently and I, I I went back and visited a bunch of songs that. I didn't really give a lot of thought to back when I was a kid. And, and it's sure. like I, I started listening to Annie Lennox and I was like, oh, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, this woman is incredible. And now I wish I would have paid more attention throughout my life. To I know. Her. And it I was know. Like, like that little, I think it was, a, what is it, Little Bird or something like that song? She's got, oh, my God. Yeah, that one, that one brings a tear to my eye when I hear it. Okay. That one, that, yeah, powerful. And her voice, yeah, yeah so, so much soul in her voice. It's incredible. Oh, very much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. It was a Eurythmic song. I don't think it was just her, because I can kind of see the video yeah. with Dave Stewart. Stewart, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know what the song was. I, I can hear yeah. it in my head, and I'm not going to sing it. But. I remember Sweet Dreams was, like, so controversial oh. when it came out. When the video came out, they're like, she's yeah. got sh- she shouldn't have short right. hair. I it know. was crazy. And it was like, what? <laughs> I was, yeah. I, I couldn't figure out why everybody lost their minds over that when I was a kid. It was, I think I was like 10 when that came out, maybe. Sure. And I was like, so? <laughs> why? Why is it such a big deal? Yeah. Right. Why is somebody not presenting as the, the gender you think she ought to be? Why is that a problem? A suit. That's not right. It's like, <laughs> why? It fits her quite well, actually. <laughs> it's it's almost it's, like this became a point for you for the rest of your life. What a crazy thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Annie likes. What, then Culture Club, too. Maybe Culture Club was uh, Culture Club, yeah. I remember like people going, boy, George, looks more like girl George, you know, that whole right, thing. Right, right, right. And there was a lot of uh, um, a lot of synth pop bands and that, and they all had makeup on. I did a story about mm-hmm. that too because it was like I, I remember walking through the the living room of my house and MTV was on, and I think I can't remember what band was on. It was that song. Um, uh, oh crap! It slips my mind. It was a total synth pop song, but the band is all you know. The, the guys are all face full of makeup, you know, and they, they sure. look just the same as the girls. And, and I, I just slammed on the brakes as I was walking through the room going, okay, what is this now? <laughs> I'm like, you can do that. I'm like, that's okay. Is that, is that okay to do? Cause I want to do that. You know, I, I, I'm thinking about that stuff too. <laughs> right. You know, and so then your mom said, yeah, it's okay for them. Not like okay that. for you. She said, they're entertainers. You're not entertaining. <laughs> That's what I hear. And it's like, oh, no, you can't do that in public. That's for when you're on the stage. 
Yeah, but, right. Okay. All right. right. Whatever. <laughs> do you, Do you remember a band called Dead or Alive? Yes. They had, yeah. Uh, yeah. You spin me round and round. Is it? That's it. That's, that's it. Song? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You spin me round. I think is the name of the song. Yeah. yeah. Oh. The I remember looking at the um the album cover, well the cassette cover, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I remember looking at that. For for a long, long time, going, that is the most beautiful man I've ever seen. Mm-hmm, the if I could look as oh beautiful God. as that man, yes, right. Yeah. You know, that so, hair was, oh wow, <laughs> truly an amazing person. I don't know whatever happened to that guy. It, I, I hope he ended oh, up okay. But I, I watched. Uh, I remember they did a, a like a VH1 behind the music on them, and uh, sure. Oh, I bet. And he transitioned. He was. He became a she. And oh, good. Uh, but then it has spiraled out of control on drugs and then it ended up overdosing and passing away. So it's a, it ended up being a tragic story, but yeah, but the music was left behind and it, it's, it's so powerful. That song yes. lasts forever. You know, that Very, song's going to go on forever. That's just right. amazing. I ended up, you know what? I did have an album cover come to think of it. Cause I had the 12 inch single of it. Do you remember? Okay, yeah, totally yeah. Singles. <laughs> you gotta put that little plastic adapter in there. And <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right. Because, yeah. So, and the I got one last. Is that what it was? The 45s? You know, I want to. I'm trying to remember because I know there were 12 inches that you'd play at 45, but then there were 12 inch singles, and I don't even remember. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the little 45s, I remember those. My mother oh. had some of those, like little Elvis 45s. Yeah. I'm like, I bet you that's worth money. Yeah. She probably still has it. Um, I, I have one last question, and then I'm, then I'm going to let you go. But um, <clears throat> if you were to write, and maybe you have, maybe I'm, maybe I'm looking at a total of about 20, tw- about 20 pieces here, not quite, 17 pieces. Um, if you were to write the song of Anna, mm. what does that sound like? Um. There was a song that uh, I used to kind of noodle around with, and I, I've, I've probably recorded it like four or five times. It's not up on YouTube, but I, it's like I was just thinking about this the other day, too. It's like the first time I recorded it, I want to say it was like 1993. And I did it again like 10 years later and then after that, and I'm just trying to like perfect it. And it's just mm-hmm. and, and I always would title it. I wish. Oh, my gosh. And it was this feeling of, I just, I just wish, <laughs> you know, I just wish everything could be perfect. I wish the, the world could be, you know, a perfect world. I wish people could all be happy. And I wish that, you know, that was, that's pretty much what I would say would be my song. Just a, it's almost like a prayer for the world in a way. And, and for yourself, because clearly you've, yeah, you've yeah. wished as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I think about this too much more, I'm going to end up breaking down on camera. So <laughs> yeah. that's really amazing. Gosh, it was it's a powerful song. I just I, I just can't. It's been like 30 years in the in the in the works and I can't seem to perfect it. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I, I, I would get it like it, I remember the first time I, I recorded it. It was like, oh, it gave me goosebumps and everything. And I think this is it. But there were parts that I, I, I screwed up. You know, I wasn't good enough back then. And. Sure. I missed some, some things. I flubbed some notes and the production was bad. And then I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll try it again when I get better. 
So then I got a little bit better at music. I tried it again, and then it was like, well, it didn't come out as good as the first one. <laughs> but at least it's, like, technically better. So then I tried it again years later and years later, and it's like, it's like I'm now going to, like, actually thinking about trying to redo that song again <laughs> and see how it comes out and see if I can do something with the new technology. Right, right. How it goes. So hope for the best. Fingers crossed. Oh, I, <laughs> I do. My stories no. that do. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. For the no. best. I hope very much I get a chance to hear it because I'd love. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. I think I, I can completely. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm just going to stop there because <laughs> I, I hope I get a chance. So. Well, Anna, we've been talking for like 50 minutes. Well, more, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say again, you know, you were one of my early, the early people I read and I just wanted to thank you for, you know, everything you, you helped me sort of process whether or not you knew it. Cause nobody does. Anytime mm -hmm. I've said that to somebody, I'm like, Hey, thanks so much. And they go, yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, but it really made, really made a big difference to me, meant a lot to me and, and being able to talk to you now and tell you now means a lot to me too. So thank you so much for that. And for talking to Thank me. Thank you. Thank you for the kind words. I appreciate it. I'm glad that I'm able to help somebody, you know. It's, it's a good feeling. And it's like not what I in initially intended to do on there. You know, I just kind of wanted to air out all my thoughts. But, yeah, if, it's, if it helps people, that's so much. That means so much to me. Yeah. Right. If I no, I don't yeah. No, I mean, I think neither, none, you know, none of us goes into this thinking, if I write something, somebody's going to get something out of this. It's going to help. Exactly. I know yeah. I didn't. Yeah. So yeah. it's like the people who go on medium trying to just write for money. It's like, you're, you're going to fail. <laughs> you're going to fail miserably if you just do that. It's like, right because, right because you want to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's well, the way you I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can tell there's sort of a lack of, maybe a lack of authenticity. I don't know what the word I want to use is. Because that sounds a little snobbish, really, but so. Yeah, I don't use clickbaity stuff. That's <laughs> not worth it. At least I try not to, yeah. Yeah, not worth <laughs> it, so. All right, well, anyway, thank you again. I appreciate everything. It was my, my, my honor to be here on your show. Thanks. Oh, my gosh, that whole interview felt like the key of D along with the Song of the Universe. Anna, my sister, I will be waiting to hear your recording of I Wish. I expect it to speak for many of us. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Why Are You? If you'd like to hear more, please consider subscribing using the links you're going to find in the show notes. And until next time, remember that burning question, Why Are You?